Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow. (laughs) Y'all are in for a treat. This episode is so juicy and so jam-packed with great conversation and comparison of birth chart to real life. And I'm sure you can guess where this is going. Sam did a live reading of my birth chart. So usually what Sam will do is sit down with a person, either in their home or like a cafe or something, and read their birth chart to them or email it to them with a summary. But I decided to get a session from Sam and record it on the podcast so that you guys can see how talented Sam is And so you can get a little insight on what it's like to have a birth chart be read, what it looks like to compare it to your personal life. And if you have any interest at all in astrology or numerology or human design and any interest in how they all tie together in a person's life, you will love this episode. This is the episode for you. Just really this episode is incredible and yes I am interrupting the intro right now to add this little segment but I wanted to just get on here and express my appreciation for how much this session really healed me and gave me a deeper understanding of myself and my life and my qualities so I hope you guys thoroughly enjoy this episode and if you have any questions about this reach out to us or if you want your birth chart read by sam please reach out to us and i will stop talking now so that you guys can enjoy the juiciness with us hello human beings looking to transform their lives if you are in search of higher consciousness conversation and amazing facts about astrology You have come to the right place at the right time. Yes. (laughs) Welcome to the Oracles of Ancient Truth podcast. We are your hosts. As always, I'm Caitlin Jones. And I'm Sam Lauer. And today is going to be a great episode, you guys. Sam, our fabulous astrologer, is going to give me a live birth chart reading. Mm -hmm. So you guys can see what that's all about and what Sam's gifts are like. So I'm super excited. I've heard a little bit about my birth chart from Sam, but not the entire thing that I'm going to hear today, I don't think. So I hand it to you, my my friend. Let's get it. All right. All right. So welcome, everyone. Indeed, thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Kate, for being so open to sharing the information about yourself with all of our listeners because birth chart reading can be a very vulnerable moment. It can mean bringing up a lot of things about yourself that you haven't noticed yet or that you haven't faced yet. And I'm just so grateful. Thank you, Kate, for being so open to share that. Because I think our viewers and our our listeners, I should say, are really going to find something that they can tune into with this. Yes. Full disclosure real quick. I am fully open vulnerability to this right now. If you have to rip me a new one, rip me a new one. (laughs) I am okay with that. (laughs) Tell me how it is. I know that what I've read from my own birth chart that some things can be like, damn, that was kind of harsh, but that's totally me. Um, So I'm ready for it. (laughs) Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, it can be a lot sometimes. 
So the way we're gonna do this is that I have taken some notes based on Kate's birth date, birth time, and location, and those notes correspond with the physical circle, the natal chart that um, some sites can draw up for you. I used astro.com to draw that chart for me. Um, and when I do a reading of this type, I normally do a half hour or an hour or an hour and a half, whatever, but by the half hour. So we're gonna see how much information we have and go from there. All right, to start, I'm gonna just talk about the planets and where they are in the constellations of your birth moment, Kate. So, the, and I also, one of, the th one of my favorite things that I've been learning to do for people as I read their natal charts is to do my first notice, like what I notice in the first glance Ooh. about a chart. So this is like directly related to the first thing I'm gonna say about you. You have your sun in Scorpio. So the sun, which is not really a planet, but in astrology, it's called a planet. So the sun is the planet of self, self-expression. It's how you shine and how you share who you are with the world. Your sun sign is in the constellation of Scorpio, which is all about depth and mystery and rebirth, transformation and intimate potential. But that is not the only thing that Kate has in the sign of Scorpio, because my first notice is that, oh my God, she has literally six different things in the sign of Scorpio. Right in the first house, right there in her chart, is just like, whoa. Very, very much a clear <laughs> sense of Scorpio energy, which always shocked me when I was getting to know Kate, because I think a lot of us, when we imagine Scorpio energy, we think of like the night, people dressed in black, like dark eye makeup and very sultry vibes. And like, I met Kate at a point in her rebirth where she was getting rid of a lot of that in terms of like makeup. So I didn't get to see the superficial elements of that energy in you. I had to learn through like your real depth, who you are, that Scorpio vibe shining through. Emotionally, so like, not physically. Yes. I get it now. Yes. I was like waiting for that to come through and it so clicked after like a month of like picking your brain and learning who you really are. It's like, yeah, Scorpio is not all about darkness. Scorpio is also about shining light in a place that's dark. So like when I think of Scorpio, I think of the stone Labradorite too, which is a crystal that is gray and silverish, but it shines with this brilliant rainbow when you get it in the sunlight. Labradorite is all about shining light in the darkness and transforming, and that's so what Scorpio is all about. It's not just about like staring into the darkness and being consumed with the void. It's like, wow, what if I turn around? in the darkness maybe i'm casting the shadow like what is behind me and that's so cool that i now see that so clearly in you so you also write those other things that you have in scorpio you have ascendant scorpio you have mercury and venus and north node and jupiter and pluto so i guess that's technically seven things because i forgot about your ascendant um so i'll go through them one by one so that because like if I were to write this out for you, I would address each one of those things individually. Okay. So next I'll talk about your Ascendant. Being in Scorpio too, the Ascendant is also a major part of the personality. Whereas the Sun sign is what people perceive when they meet you, the Ascendant is what people see once they know you for a while. So once people know you for a while, they're like, wow, this bitch is consistent. She is deep. My God, she's, gonna, she's a magician. Like what? A witch. Amazing. 
So that's consistent and that helps because a lot of people have their sun and their ascending signs different. I do and I know that can give me a sense of like, where am I actually coming from here? <laughs> yes. Question. I just put this together for the first time. So like for a lot of my life when people finally become friends with me, they're like, look, I have a confession to make. When I first met you, I fucking hated you. Like, I, did, I couldn't stand you at all. Mm. And then when I finally got to realize that you, like, are who you are, I just came to love you. Do you think that sun and rising being the same sign has anything to do with that? I absolutely do. I absolutely do. That's very perceptive. I'm glad you were able to make that connection for yourself, too. Because I'm wondering if they're like, oh, my God, this bitch and herself, like, whatever, she's not really like that. And then they get to know me, and they're like, oh, she is really like that all the time. And I, I can dig it now that I see that that's who she really is. Yeah. I feel like I'm healing a lot by realizing this right now. <laughs> wow, I'm glad. Because I'm like, why did everyone not like me? And they suddenly like me. And now that I see that I can blame it on astrology, I feel a lot better. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just blame, blame it on, on astrology. astrology. <laughs> no, but for real, yeah, you see that, um, cause Scorpio is intense and it's mysterious and there's a lot of masks that Scorpio will play, but there's also a sense of being really bare and stripped from masks for some Scorpios. Mm. And if you're really true in who you are in your self-expression, then some people are going to be like fascinated by that, but also like, how dare you be so free? Absolutely. And then when they realize that that is actually your system and you're not being fake and you don't have a fallback or a cop-out, then they're like, wow, okay, yeah. Yep. And that ties okay, into cool. the next planet I was going to talk about, actually, which is Mercury. Okay. The planet of expression and communication is also in Scorpio. So there's this sense that, like, you don't want to have to explain yourself, but when it comes to a time when you really need to explain yourself, you are going to use the exact right word so there's no misunderstanding left. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> wow. You look like you're having a moment. Yes. Like, one of my biggest pet peeves is when I'm in the middle of doing something and someone asks me, what are you doing? Don't fucking ask me what I'm doing. Like, <laughs> just watch. I'm mere seconds away from completing what I'm doing. Mm. I also hate being questioned, like, in general. Like... When someone sees me doing something that they might think is stupid, but they haven't seen my whole entire thought-out process of what I'm doing that's actually super intelligent, yeah. and they question, like, uh, you know you're supposed to do it this way. I'm like, yeah, I know, but did you ever think about this aspect, buddy, that is actually a way better way to do it? Did you ever think about that, huh? <laughs> and they're like, no, that's brilliant. And you're like, exactly. That's why you shouldn't <laughs> ask me and just watch. <laughs> yeah, that's my frustration. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so frustrating. I'm sorry you go through that, but... It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because Scorpio, the hidden method comes through for you. You're like, what's the easiest strategy? What's the way to get to know this object or person the very best way and work with them? Actually, that reminds me of how you said you've worked with kids in the past. Yeah. You... <sighs> my gosh what do you mean by that because there you said there was this one situation where there were like children you were watching and you knew exactly how to get each kid to sleep based on how the kid was oh my god yeah and then you had this bad encounter with the manager of that job because you weren't doing it by the book but you were doing it by the kid yes yes so that essentially is you like that whole experience oh my heart goes out to you because you were doing things in a much better way and you knew it all along Scorpio so is a tough that. sign to be when you're in a system surrounded by conservative people. 
I've always been a person who will try and secretly break rules for the better. Mm-hmm. Like, I have always been scared of getting in trouble since I was a kid because I hate confrontation and getting in trouble. I'm wondering if that will come up in my chart somewhere later, but if I see that there's a really stupid rule that by breaking that rule, life can be better for me and those around me, I will find a way to manipulatively, secretively break that rule. Yeah. I see you doing that in, like, your social media life, too. Like, in your story recently regarding, like, your period and menstrual blood and how holy that is. You're, like, you've seen this rule around you telling you that your body isn't sacred, and you're like, no, that's not quite right. And that's more not right as I feel into it. And so I'm going to show people that this rule needs to be broken. I'm shedding light on the darkness. Exactly. <laughs> and what a magical gift, you little oracle of truth, you. <laughs> okay, and you also have your Venus here. And Venus is the planet of lovemaking, um, intimacy, romance, and friendship, and beauty. So beauty and friendship and romance being in Scorpio is that you're seeking out lovers and friends who are deep it's sort of similar i did a reading for someone recently who had pluto in the sixth house basically pluto descending it's a really similar energy to have all of this like scorpio energy in your first house and then to have venus here it gives this vibe of like you attract deep people Mm -hmm. they might be beautiful they might seem superficial but when you crack them open and see what's inside which you have Scorpio, you've done it. When you see what's inside, you realize that these people are so invaluable in so many ways. And so you are like the person that wants to crack the shell open, but you're also the one who like wants to keep around the depth. You attract that in friends, you attract that in like your vibe, how you express your own beauty and like what you want to see happen in the world in terms of beauty and peace. Wow. That's so spot on. <laughs> I'm like, glad you feel that. More more than ever recently, I'm realizing if it's not ocean deep, I don't want it. And that goes for my relationship, my career, my friendships, what I do in my free time. If it's just like the small talk, oh, the weather is nice today. No, I want to talk about the fucking alien that I just saw in the sky last night. That's what I want <laughs> yes. to talk about. <laughs> exactly. Such a Scorpio vibe, definitely confirms everything that I've been thinking, everything that I've been finding. (laughs) Plus, you have Jupiter here, so your self-expansion is rooted in this sense. So you grow any time you express your scorpionic potential. Wow. Basically, yeah. And any time you draw in something by being open and vulnerable, your abundance will grow. That is true of all of us, but especially true for you to have this Jupiter placement in Scorpio. Wow. I, wow. That resonates so much too, because when I feel like I'm not growing or I'm wasting time or I'm not learning or something like that, I feel like I'm slowly dying. Mm -hmm. And it's actually very painful for me and puts me in a terrible spot mentally and emotionally. And then that results in physical pain. And it's like, I crave growth. If I, if I'm not constantly looking for a way to make myself better or like change and probably my family will tell you that I've changed more than anyone they ever know in their life. Like when I look back through 
who I've been over the past 10 years, I'm like, wow, I have a different Halloween costume every single month of my life. This is really interesting. Like, <laughs> Wow. But it's true that I just always am wanting to grow for the better. And sometimes that looks like really chaotic and not knowing what I'm doing, but it always leads me into more growth. Yes. Which I crave. Yes. Wow. I love that you can see these patterns in your life and articulate them so beautifully because it just literally is bringing up like ping that reminds me of this other thing I wrote about your chart ping that reminds me about this other thing I wrote about your chart like it's so fascinating to meet someone like you who is like clearly on their path and like to a very large degree aligned with their sole purpose like Mm -hmm. what does it feel like to actually be able to face these aspects of your chart and know that they're so right and like not have to fight them and that's beautiful is that a rhetorical question (laughs) no answer it what does it feel like it feels so (laughs) relieving good because up until about a year ago nothing was really making sense in my life like Mm -hmm. things would five percent make sense but the overall like bigger picture wasn't clicking and honestly it was when I met you and you were teaching me about astrology and I was researching my chart by myself Mm. and you were giving me little tidbits I was like oh my god there is actually reasoning to everything I have ever done and that in itself is so comforting and relieving but eye-opening to kind of just like tackle these sides of myself and every time I encounter one of my shadow sides now it feels like I am having a soul party for myself in a way wow I used to think it would feel really gross but it feels so relieving to do that and it's because of you helping me learn about myself oh my gosh I'm so proud of you for all of that (laughs) and I'm so grateful that I'm so grateful you triggered so much in me too I'm grateful that we met me too because it's like whoa since then (laughs) we can have a staff session real quick and edit it out of the podcast (laughs) oh oh my goodness we should do it (laughs) okay we're back (laughs) all right okay so yeah there was something that you said recently about how your family would probably say you're the most changed person they know yeah having this first house what to have more than to have four or more planets or big things happening in the same sign or house is called a stellium so you have a first house stellium and a scorpio stellium wow because scorpio is your first house yeah so the first house stellium gives you a lot of need for lessons in patience and self-control and anytime any of any time a major planet aspects in the first house especially for a birth moment that planet's effect on the personality is amplified. So you have a big effect in your personality coming from Mercury anytime it comes through, Venus anytime it comes through, oh North Node anytime it turn- comes through, Sun, Jupiter, and Pluto anytime they come through, you feel it in a really big way, which makes you just a very energetic and receptive person. Like that's in you. Would that be where um, what I'm about to say comes into play? Everything I feel is times 10? Yes. Like, every emotion, good, bad, happy, sad. Yeah. When I'm in love, I'm in love like no other. When I am pissed off, I'm communicating argument, argumentative like no other. Yeah. 100%. That makes like, a lot of sense. And I really wonder, 
about those times, like, was the moon transiting Pluto? Or, oh. or no, not what, was the moon transiting Scorpio? Was Pluto yeah. transiting Scorpio? Was, like, Mercury transiting Scorpio? Were you actually just being the channel that you were designed to be? because there's also an element that I'll get to in a little bit more later, which is that when I do these astrology readings, I also like to tie into a little bit of numerology and human design because I just think it's so fascinating to show people that all these systems tell you that you're working towards the same purpose. Mm. So because you are a one, uh, 28, which reduces to 10, which reduces to one, that specific design is just like, you are meant to be a channel. You are meant to like creatively channel so many energies around you and you are open and receptive to all of them. Wow. What that looks like for you in specific with your natal chart is this focus of Scorpio. This, this stellium in Scorpio is like making you a piece of malachite. You're like a little <gasps> malachite piece. You are crystal. the amplifier of all the energies around you and you can like hear them and give them a name and that's oh a gift. Oh my gosh. That's so beautiful. And Malachite's my favorite crystal. Oh. <laughs> You're like wearing a Malachite bracelet right now. <laughs> wow. I love this. Mm -hmm. This is so healing for me right now. I'm so glad. I love channeling. Yeah. I really love channeling. And I'm wondering like how long I've been channeling without realizing it. I am so proud of you for asking that question <laughs> because, yeah, I can almost guarantee that you have been channeling energies around you since the time you came into this world. I can remember being a kid and people coming to me for advice that, like, should not be coming to a child for advice. Yeah. And somehow I just pulled advice out of my ass for this grown adult that should see a therapist. <laughs> but, like, maybe I was baby channeling Kate. <laughs> yeah. And channeling is so easy for kids, too, because they're so open. Mm. So you wouldn't have felt any difference of, like, ooh, something's coming through that's not me. You would have just been like, I know the answer. <laughs> that's so beautiful. And I really liked making poems when I was a kid and creating art. And mm. as we know now that people channel creative stuff like that, I feel like I've just been channeling my whole life and I never realized it. Yeah. And it makes me wonder because you've been channeling like poems which has become channeling spells recently mm -hmm. like I wonder who those souls were that were influencing you what those entities were because they seem pretty high vibe mm -hmm. like they were really encouraging you and I love that and, like to see you be able to be in alignment with that potential in you and to not be afraid of it or have shut it down even to now it's like wow a lot of people are working on that. Yeah, a lot of people who probably even have this numerology or this Scorpio potential could still be working through these issues but not be open to it, which would make them like fearful or like still stuck in darkness, but to see you be like shining through it and embracing it and learning from it and facing it, mm. like that is really big for your soul and for your mission this lifetime definitely and there's also an aspect of the Scorpio stellium itself which is that your life is fueled by transformation like it is never inauthentic for you to transform ever 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 and I'm sure that people have come to you with attacks about that 
Yep. Like, how dare you not be the same way you were two months ago? How dare you <laughs> not be the same Kate I saw two years ago? And you're like, uh, like that first guy said, I'm not the same after two weeks sometimes. Yeah. Like, that is essential to who you are, and that's never fake. Like, that is just you learning. And a lot of your mission this lifetime is to just know yourself as a soul and embrace that. Like, fully embrace it. I could cry right now. Oh. Yeah, I've I've had this a lot, especially from friends in high school. Mm-hmm. And even after high school, like, you've changed so much. And I've always been like, yeah? Isn't that a good thing? Like, yeah. Isn't that great? Why Why have you not changed in five years? Why are you the same exact person doing the same exact things with the same exact people? Like, I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> but mm-hmm. that is um, a really big part of my life. And... I really fully love the person who I am now like right now in this time period of the past couple months is the most me I've ever felt and I can say this for not only this life but like lifetimes yeah this is the most me I've ever felt so obviously I'll change from here but I don't think it's going to be as dramatic as it was before I think it's only going to be like in a growth expansive kind of change like when I've changed before it's been dramatic in the way I look like shapeshifter level transformation now I can feel like it's going to be more emotional change Mm. and energetic change than physical but still resonates spot on yeah I wonder because I like feel that coming from you too Mm. when I think about you as a soul with this imprint entering a future where this is still your imprint like what will a future look like where you're still so inspired to transform and change when I see you as such a healed and whole person right now I also get the feeling that it's going to be like internal hurdles rather than like facing your avatar your form in this lifetime you've done that healing and from now on I feel like it's going to be just like gifts coming in realizing how to interact with people differently, Mm. realizing how to love differently, like receiving upgrades and just going through with them. That's everything that I'm going through right now. I'm so proud of you for going through that. I'm proud of you for realizing that. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's intense, but it's necessary for the betterment of myself, which in return means the betterment of everyone I help heal. Yeah. So it's necessary for the earth. (laughs) Yeah, I would say that too. Yeah, the Earth responds really well to the work you're you're doing, especially because you have your South Node in Taurus. Oh yeah. So you've come from a place where you are like very connected to the Earth. You did the Earth healing. I think you told me before that, and I'm not sure how you received this information. I think you might have just channeled it, but you lived a past life as a medicine woman where you were connected very, very closely to the Earth, and like literally were using medicines from the land to heal yourself and others constantly. Yeah, a psychic told me this, and then I was doing a past life deck, like, card pool, and I pulled the Medicine Woman card, and then I have seen that life in my past life flashback. So I've had three separate confirmations of this life, and I have done a lot of working with the earth. I feel like that will come into play this life a little bit. It kind of already is with like what we do in moon rituals and stuff like that but I see it 
I see it being bigger eventually mm-hmm. and like using medicine to heal people yeah from the earth yeah yeah because you're it's like you said earlier your soul focus this time like because your so your south node is like what your soul has done before it's what you've healed through what you are working to heal from your past either as a child or in past lives but the north node is where you're working to heal what you're going towards and what you're spurred to work with in this lifetime and so for you having your south node in taurus is like you did the earth work you understand what the earth can do now as north node in scorpio you're here to heal souls because you know what that can do for the earth and you can use the earth to do that but ultimately wow it's about healing souls this time like whoa uh i feel that so hard i'm like tingling (laughs) yes yes send out that love yeah there's also one thing that i found particularly interesting too like what you've been going through recently with a lot of different things but i never really looked at what planets you had in retrograde in your natal chart you only have one Mm. it's venus you have venus retrograde literally the only planet in your chart that was moving backwards which from doing work the past month with like actually doing astrology readings for clients I can tell you that's rare to have only one or none huh most people have three or more because planets are often in retrograde together so what it means to have Venus in retrograde in your natal chart is that you're gonna be constantly working through upgrades of self-esteem which to me relates to this element of your Scorpio stellium where you're always transforming like your emotional body is trying to catch up with all the growth you're going through and sometimes that leaves you feeling like who am I really like what am I doing really and what do I value really because you're just shifting so much you just need a firm grounding to be able to like take hold and figure out what's going on and that firm grounding I think comes through in your chart in a different way um which is that I'm just checking my notes oh yes it's an aspect of your human design actually um your profile number combination which I'll explain this in a little bit more depth shortly but essentially your profile number combination of two four means that you're really driven to isolate and hold space and sacred space for yourself as you transform but you also realize that you need some sort of solid foundation there. And so you're like driven to seek out stability. You're driven to seek out foundation. And when your soul and emotional body does that, you're like, well, who am I really? You start asking these questions. You start getting really deep with yourself because you're meant to ask these questions. You're meant to get really deep with yourself. But I think in time it'll be easier for you to just be present with your emotional body now as you like work through well yeah venus goes into retrograde every year and a half or so so you might find that every year and a half you get the clarity that you needed to move forward it's like those transformations that you're working through even if you still run into self-esteem issues where you're like not sure you follow or you're like really looking back and reevaluating, and you don't feel good about it I have a sense that once Venus retrograde actually comes through, you'll be like, oh yeah, this is who I am. This is who I love. This is what I want. Okay, I get it. I get it. And for this moment, that last year, that was like November, October, November. 
that's really making me want to go back and look at all these Venus retrogrades and see how I was transforming at that time. Oh my goodness, I highly recommend that. Because I feel like that's about the time period that a Kate phase lasts. It's about a year and a half. Oh my god. And then there's this just dramatic shift out of nowhere that is inspired by nothing and just happens and like suddenly here I am, a new Kate. Wow. New career, new living situation, new identity. Wow. This is interesting. I would definitely say that if that hasn't met up like clockwork in the past it will in the future and it will become much easier for you to just feel consistent and at ease with yourself and feel that self-esteem constantly hmm yay like you say already you have a sense that that's about as long as a Kate phase lasts (laughs) I think that your intuition's probably spot on there and that can only help you to like know how those cycles work Okay. Wow. Okay. Wow, wow, wow. So let's talk a little bit more about you. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. Something else about your Scorpio stellium is that it makes you just very passionate, and you have the fierce need to channel that into the world. Oh, my. Yeah. Did and you read my diary? I did. <laughs> I peeped it. <laughs> it's what like going to say, though? Kate's entry from 2009. <laughs> yep basically you are essentially supposed to be a passionate being and when you are expressing it there's nothing wrong with that that goes back to your numerology and your human design too you're supposed to be here to work on yourself but by working on yourself others are affected wow so like you definitely are here to do the inner work to go through the confusion the transformations and the trials your soul actually loves to be challenged. Mm-hmm. You're like, give me a test. <laughs> Let me fight you. <laughs> like, give me a competition. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ace this. I'm gonna win it. Your oh. soul loves that. Your soul thrives with that energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell me more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're excited by change. There's just a sense that as all this big stuff is happening around you and you are excited, you just want to make sure that you end up in the right place. Mm -hmm. And that's part of your numerology. Um, So I guess I'll just talk a little bit about numerology explicitly and tie it all together. Um, Numerology is just a system of understanding that numbers are vibrational and energetic symbols that carry with them patterns of energy, different themes, different expressions. And based on the numbers in your birthday, you can figure out what your life path number is in numerology. So basically what I've done for Kate is you add together the date of the birthday, 11-12-1994, to get the total number of 28. You add 1 and 1 and 1 and 2 and 1 and 9 and 9 and 4. That all together gives us 28, but within that we have two clusters of the number 23, which I also find absolutely fascinating. Oh, what? If you add 11 and 12 together, you get 23. And if you add the digits of 1994 together, you get 23. That number has followed me my entire life. It is so present in your chart. And it is such a goddess number. Like, goddess energies have been following you your entire life. Wow. Yeah. 
And the reason why 23 is a goddess number is because it adds up to five. And five is, if you look up Venus's, the planet Venus, if you look at its um, orbit around the Earth through time, it creates basically a five-pointed star. It's very hard to explain with simple words, but I highly recommend you look it up. Venus's rotational pattern around the Earth, it creates a star, five-pointed object, and five-pointed, or five-petaled um, flowers are holy to, like, the divine feminine, and, like, five is just this number of divine feminine vibes. So, that is present in your birth date, but it's also present in your birth chart. Cool! <laughs> and I'll talk about that in a second. I want to finish talking about numerology first before we get too distracted. So, yeah, you add up the numbers in your birthday. You've got this 23 and 23, but... Technically, you just add up the one and one and one and two, one and nine and nine and four, and then you have a total number of 28, which reduces to 10 by adding two and eight, which reduces to one. So in numerology, that means you have this pattern of being a one, a 10, and a 28. Ultimately, you're a one, but there are different ways that you can be that. You could be a 37, you could be a 73, you could be a 46, all of those add to 10 and 1, but you're a 28, okay. 10, 1. So that's very specific to you and your soul. And what it means is that you're here to work through issues, issues combining material success and creative energy. You fear misuse of power. So you fear money coming in, in the back of your mind. There's something in your soul that's triggering you to see abundance as more than money, more than material success. That's why you were gifted with healing hands so that you could see that your material body is blessed with creative energy already. So with this mis fear of misusing power, you also have like a dark, sh like a shadow side fear of controlling things and manipulating states of others and like controlling people based on their desires. But you also know that in your highest self state, you have high energy and you have intuition, you are excited by challenges and you can use energy correctly. So there's like this feeling within you that you knew you were here to do something important. You've always known that your hands had high energy potential in them, but you've been using it in different ways. You've been using it maybe to dance or to manipulate energy in different ways by writing, by drawing. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. You're telling me stuff I knew about myself, but I didn't know I really knew about myself. Yeah. Wow. I, how do I word this correctly? When I meet someone that needs my help, I'm like, don't tell me too much because, I don't say this out loud, but I'm thinking like, don't tell me too much because I can already read you, I can already feel your energy, and if you tell me everything, I will have full power to do whatever I want. Mm. And not that I would for any bad reason or to harm anyone, but that like anxiety is always in the back of my head like I have full control to fuck something up right now like right. if I want to take a lighter and burn this house down right now I absolutely could I'm not going to but that power is there if I wanted to do it I could wow but I'm not going to and that's like causing this battle in helping heal people too wow I had no idea that something like that could be in your birth chart yeah <laughs> spoiler alert it is <laughs> i thought that was just like something with my mentality and how i was raised or something like that mm -mm. it's 
part of your soul mission this lifetime, wow. your life path. And yeah, I have always used my hands for something like reading or painting or dancing or yeah. even like making little potions when I was a kid and oh. the earth with the earth, earth healing. Wow. Just put that together. Even in your literal past, not just your past lives. Literally this life. Yeah. yeah. This is insane. Mm. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I told you to rip me a new one. Yep. Here we go. <laughs> Um, okay, and then, so yeah, you're working on yourself, you're looking inside, you're doing this specific type of deep work for a 28-10 one. So, like, that's all very essential to who you are, specific to you. But ultimately, because you are a one, you carry this vibrational frequency of creative creativity and security. Ultimately, your purpose on this earth is to bring positivity here. Aww. And insecurity is a big thing that'll come up for you, like the self-esteem thing through Venus retrograde, which totally unrelated to numerology just confirms this, and that's why I love this stuff. Yeah. What? Wait. Wait. You were just saying that my numerology, the 23, how it's related to Venus, and I was born during Venus retrograde. Oh my god. This is, like, all directly correlated with your Venus stuff. Wow. Wow. Venus, what's up, girl? (laughs) Yeah, oh my gosh. So yeah, I would just maybe meditate on Venus's energy in your life because she seems to be ruling your numerology in a really big way. Wow, you literally were doing that before I got here, weren't you? Nope, but um, my partner has this list of mantras that he was chanting before we found each other. He has a Venus mantra that he was chanting and looks like it's gonna be my mantra now. Oh, wow. (laughs) Thanks, babe. Thanks, babe. (laughs) How amazing. So, yeah, you're here. You're bringing positivity. You're fighting insecurity within yourself and others. And like like how I said you're going to work on yourself and then that's going to help others to shine, that comes through here because once you remove the blockages in your own flow, people are going to realize what creative energy is. It's life force and it flows through us. And then they're going to see that the magic that you're sharing in the channel that you are, as you clear it and as you express it, we all have that potential. And this also relates to an aspect of your human design, which is that your inner authority comes from your sacral chakra. You're a creatrix. Your energy comes from there. Your empathy comes from there. Your psychic center is there. And through numerology, it confirms that your creative center is intimately connected with both your abundance and the abundance of the world. Goodness gracious. Yeah. I love me some sacral chakra energy. I know you do. It is so you. It is so your energy. Mm. I want to twerk right now. Do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I've been mentioning human design, and just to clarify on what that is, We're definitely going to have a podcast in more depth about this later, interviewing someone who knows a little bit more than I do, hopefully far more than I do. Um, And basically what I'm going to tell you is like the bare bones stuff about what your energy is meant to do as a soul this lifetime. So yeah, human design is a channeled system through this wonderful man called Ra Uruhu. And he basically realized that through astrology and the like 88 days before you were born goal that your soul was meant to have through a combination of those two moments in time, you can see what your soul is here to do 
and where your power lies and what your digestive habits should be and like so many different things what your patterns are with people what? and friends it's like whoa so much definitely relates to astrology definitely includes numerology but and chakras and chakras chakras are essential to this system too <laughs> it's wild it includes basically everything um, so in that system, you're a generator, and there are four types of energies for people to have. There are generators, manifestors, projectors, and reflectors. And generators are the most common. Kate and I are both generators. We are like, I think of us as like the worker drones in a beehive. Because there are so many of us and our work is essential to the collective, but through our work and what we share with each other, we develop an empathy and intuition that's like stronger and more fulfilled than someone who doesn't have that ability to work would get. Wow. So, like, yes, we're workers. Yes, we're supposed to be exhausted every night to be able to go to sleep. But because we work together, because we work so hard, it develops a different type of empathetic and psychic abilities within us. So... And we're, like, fulfilled yeah. from our work. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why it's so important for us to do something that we love. Absolutely. And I think that you're getting closer to that by the day. Mm, we both are. <laughs> yeah. And something for generators to make sure that they're doing the most fulfilling work for them is to make sure that they're responding to things in the world rather than trying to initiate. Which is why I love so much that when you, like, when you're posting on Instagram through your story, you're asking what people want to hear. Because mm. you're, like, in the back of your mind, you know you want to be responding because otherwise you'll get frustrated. And that's the not-self theme for this human design type for generators. If they do try to initiate without responding and they get in cycles of initiating, they'll get exhausted, but not in the right ways because people aren't valuing them and then they get frustrated. We get frustrated. Yeah. And that's <sighs> just like, I hate it because I feel it too sometimes. But yeah, the more we respond, the better. So we already talked about how your sacral chakra is your inner authority and where you get your psychic power. But the next aspect of human design that I find so fascinating is that 2-4 profile type. You are a hermit opportunist. So you are like your soul wants to be alone and hold sacred space and hold safe space and nurture its gifts. You know you're here to sparkle and work on you. But there's also this sense that like you need opportunities to do that you like have to seek them out in some way which means you have to have a solid foundation to work from and draw from before you move forward so you you might find that like people try and draw you out of your shell and maybe your lesson through time will be do you hold that sacred space to, to yourself and like stay do you have the foundation to move forward with that still like how will that look basically you also have a single split definition which will give your life a feeling like it has two distinct areas of interest, like either your life or yourself or your focus in life. You might find that you're pulled in two directions or pulled in two different energies. Um, so that'll be present within you. And I don't think you're supposed to unify it. I think you're just supposed to accept it. Huh. I'm sure there's more to this that I don't know, <laughs> but that's a basic little tidbit about that. And then the coolest part about human design, in my opinion, is the incarnation cross. And I don't really know how you figure this out yet, but I know how to read the chart about it. So I can tell you that your incarnation cross is the right angle cross of explanation. You are a revolutionary soul. Mm. You are supposed to be here to ignite revolutions. Mm. And it's like I said before, with your numerology being a one, you're supposed to like work on yourself and look to the inside and heal what you can. 
And then just by growing and igniting that revolution within yourself, you nourish others. There's a, actually, I wanted to read this to you because it was just too perfect um, about your incarnation cross. Okay. Your cross carries revolutionary mutative energy. These, this energy has tension and aggression because it is emotional. Providing food or nourishment plays a large role in this cross and you have the drive that gets us to act and to take action to provide benefit for our bodies and that actually allows us to nourish our world. Your cross is called explanation because there's pressure to explain what your mutation is all about and what you do. Your revolution is individual in nature so that others may struggle to follow. So basically, once you're able to embrace your own transformative potential and just live it, it nourishes the people around you Aww. and allows them to follow suit. Aww. Yeah, thank you. So thank you so much for being here because we really need you. And I know you talk a lot about how like healing yourself and healing others helps to heal the world and you're not kidding. Like, you're not kidding. You know you're not kidding, but I'm sure there's a part of you that's like, I mean, I'm just saying this, but like, no, you're not kidding. It's so weird that you're saying this, because when I say it to other people, I'm like, this is so true, like, you need to be doing this, you're helping us so much, and then when I go to say it to myself, I'm like, you know, I mean, you're not really that important, like, it's okay if you don't, it's not really helping anything, but when I'm telling other people, I couldn't mean it more, but it's so different when I tell myself, Mm. and this is helping me open my eyes to the fact that it needs to be hit hard on me, even more so, because the energies that are present within my soul yeah you keep trying to give it away which is beautiful but Mm -hmm. you also deserve to hold it and hold space for it Mm. and like just allow the inner work to be about you sometimes yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so we're sort of running out of time so I'm gonna just go back to astrology and talk about those last couple things that I haven't mentioned yet So the other thing about 23 is that you have an exact trine at 23 degrees between two earth sign placements. So you've got this partial triangular earth foundation already, which is just awesome considering what we were just saying about foundations. And the foundation comes from Chiron in Virgo and Uranus in Capricorn. So it's like the place where your pain comes from and the place where you want to change the world give you a sturdy foundation for what you're here to do. Oh my god! And it's earth related and it's heavy for you sometimes but it's also like one of the purest foundations you can have because it's still grounded in the number 23. It's goddess energy. It's supportive. It's that aspect is almost Scorpio energy, like how they work together of where your pain comes from is how you want to help people. Wow. That's like Scorpio energy to a T. You're so right. I never even thought about two other placements making an energy that wasn't them. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a good point for people learning to read natal charts too, is that like you can have a placement in Scorpio, just like Kate said, but you can have other placements that co-relate together that just express heady Scorpio energy, and that's exactly what's happening here. And something that I'm learning super hard with myself is anytime I'm like being faced with a challenge or a lesson or a hard thing in my life, 
I'm learning very quickly. It wasn't always this easy, but I'm learning very quickly that I'm going through that lesson in order to help other people get through that lesson because I have the ability to channel how to help and spiritually and energetically what to do to get through that. And it's almost like I'm understanding more than ever now how my pain was beneficial to helping more than just myself. That is incredible. I'm like thankful for my pain. Yeah. Wow. Your pain is your foundation in some ways. Yeah. As it is for a lot of people following shamanic paths. You have to go through the dark night of the soul. You have to experience deep pain to know how to heal it and then to heal others. Yeah. I... Whoa. (laughs) I can't right now. (laughs) Like, I'm laughing because I don't have deep feelings anymore for this. It's like overwhelming. I just... I'm thinking about this time I had a coach in a sport that told me... I will never ask you guys to do something that I can't do myself or I haven't already done myself. And Mm. it's the same way with helping heal people. How can you teach someone something you haven't taught yourself or heal someone through something you haven't healed yourself? I'm being presented with these traumatic life experiences in order to be able to help other people get through them. And I recognize that now and I'm thankful that I do because I understand now that when the pain comes in, it's helping me, not hurting me. It's there to teach me something, not happening to me, but happening for me. Absolutely. And that's actually related to your yod as well. Because you have a yod in your chart that involves a fall or a rise in the area of Mars energy. And you have Mars in Leo in the 10th house. So that could look like a a public fall from grace, or it could look like being abused or used by a lover in a public sense. Or it could look like... um, using your intimate passion about yourself and sharing it to the world and like having a rise and fall with that with those energies in your life you're being spurred on to love yourself and the world differently Mm. but there is a sense that like these challenges are going to come through and they certainly will it's destined and there's a sense that like you're going to be changing and shifting and affecting people it's in your chart in so many different ways but um Remind you of what you were just saying? I was talking about helping people through my pain. Yes. It's like the rise or fall of your own physical body's pain, like Mars energy, what anger does to you, what fear does to you, what manipulation does to you, like what those worst aspects of human emotion do to you. What does that make you do to other people? And so for you, it makes you waver between Neptune and moon energy it makes you healer and seer and it points you in the direction of Aquarius the sign of humanity in the fourth house which is ruled by cancer about mothering humanity oh my god it's like literally the design in your chart tells you that you're gonna experience pain you're gonna experience falls from grace maybe publicly sometimes but you're also gonna learn how to bring the most intimate parts of yourself into the public sphere because of that which helps humanity love itself That's deep as fuck. I love it. That's you. (laughs) My Mars in Leo is my least favorite placement in my chart. Wow. Because when I see it come out, that's like my shadow side placement. Wow. When I see that side of me come out, I am like so disgusted and I have so much to heal from it. And I'm getting, like I was saying earlier, I'm getting better about like dealing with my shadow side. But that's like the one area that I really struggle with when that side comes out. Yeah. It's not as common now as it used to be because I've maintained my energy and figured out how to like 
transmute and ground this energy and like my lifestyle is different that whole process could be your yod happening it could be <laughs> like that's awesome wow yeah i struggle with that placement <laughs> it's an intense one mars and leo is like stereotypically very loud aggressive sassy sexual sometimes manipulative loves the limelight can hog it but also brings people together to work on themselves and like would be great in lead of a team sport or like basically high priestess vibes in action <laughs> like there's so much goodness there and i think you're already learning that but as you go through embracing and healing your shadow you'll realize all that that does for you in a much greater sense mm. That's relieving to hear. Yeah. Because that placement is really hard and fiery, and I think that's the only fire I have in my chart, actually. You might be right about that. I think there was one other generational planet. Nope, that's it. <laughs> You're right, 100%. And there was one other thing that I took a note of that I should have mentioned earlier in terms of like how people perceive you and how they get it wrong a lot. Mm. You have Mercury and Venus right along the first house line which gives you rising Mercury and Venus. Basically, people perceive you in one way based on how they see you speak and how they see you look in the moment that they meet you. Wow. And that formulates their whole opinion of you. And if they can't release it, they think that you're wearing a mask as you move through it. Because they think that in a moment's glance, they get your vibe through your speech and your looks. Wow, I'm speechless right now. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. If you so those listen, dudes. Those dudes. <laughs> if you listen to the makeup episode, you'll hear me talk about how one of the reasons I stopped wearing makeup is because people were treating me differently depending if I was done up or not. Wow. And this is why. You're reclaiming it. I was Holy like, shit. no, you guys are going to see me for what I am with my energy and nothing else and that's it and those who can recognize me based on my energy are the ones who are worth my time and friendship yeah and yeah it worked out in my favor that's part of that scorpio stellium too it's like almost a test to have those on your rising line it's like a test to see who can look past the superficial who can look past what they hear me say once who can look past what they hear what they see me look like once and realize the deeper me and who's actually worth having around if they can't do that? My soul loves tests. It does! Not even, like, to take them in, but also to dish them out. Like, whoa. And my, actually, my lover has a Venus in Scorpio, which sometimes comes out as, like, saying something in a specific way to see how your lover responds. <laughs> they so totally do that. that probably comes out for you, too. They totally do that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. But it's just because you've been really hurt with Venus. You've been really hurt with Venus. That's why those goddesses follow you. That's why that number follows you. That's why she's on your rising line. Wow. It's because that lesson is so, so important for you. Wow. Wow. This is amazing. This is more... I think I've heard all brand new stuff from you in this conversation. And we've talked about my birth chart so many <laughs> we've times. We've talked a lot about it. You're right. So many times. Yeah. And I feel like we could have still done so much more because Absolutely. I'm not sure I actually got to talk about all of your planets individually. And no, I didn't. I just talked about your Scorpio guys. So That's yeah, okay. there's, there's so much more. 
maybe we can do a part two at some point. But yeah, I mean, I guess there's one final thing because there are still other steps that I haven't mentioned. One final thing of having Mars in the 10th house means that you have Mars in the midheaven. And I know that you struggle with your Mars and Leo dude, but maybe this will encourage you. It's just having Mars in the 10th house, regardless of what sign it's in, gives you a sense of accomplishing challenges publicly. Mm. It gives you a sense of being the competitive person, the pusher and the winner. But because you're showing the most intimate part of yourself by doing that. And I think you'll be able to realize at some point that you don't have to wear the same, like that energy of the pusher, the winner, that has other faces, like a high priestess. Mm. And I think that you'll realize that, yeah, you don't have to draw people down in order to shine, which is what your soul wants to do. I have definitely recently switched my perspective to that. Yes. If my family is listening right now, though, they're shaking their head because growing up, I had to win everything. I was so competitive with my siblings and everything that I did, I had to win. That's where it comes from. But yeah. now I now I just, like, am so fulfilled by helping other people and, like, seeing another person shine and helping mm-hmm. find abundance for them and helping them find their gifts and their talents because I realize that by them doing better, I am better also, and, like, that makes the entire world better. Mm-hmm. And there's no such thing as another person being better than another person. We just all can be better together yeah. as one. yeah. Yeah, I'm realizing that. Oh, Definitely. That's, such the, the, that's like the ascended teamwork perspective of having Mars on the midheaven. It's like you realize what, like what, how the team as a term can mean so much more than just the people you play with on a sports team and how like raising the vibe for your team means so much more than just like amping people up to play a game. Yeah. But your soul does love to play games. It, it just does. is a different type with all that Scorpio energy. It does. And that makes me laugh, too, because I love guessing games. Like, if I'm like, hey, guess what? And they don't guess it the first time. They're like, tell me, tell me. I'm like, nope. We're going to play a little game right now. So <laughs> the game is you don't know until you guess it. <laughs> Keep guessing. <laughs> and I've been like that as long as I can remember. And I... I feel like I can turn anything into a game somehow, which is probably why I'm good with children too, but yeah, games are my thing, tests are my thing. Even as a kid, I liked to go to school and like take tests, like actual tests, Yeah. or play school when I was at home, or create like obstacle courses or scavenger hunts for my sisters. Mm. Stuff like that was always up my alley, mm. so that's really cool too. Yeah, that actually brings something else into perspective for me about you and your chart, which is that I think you really thrived on feedback that you were doing well. Absolutely. I think that's why you liked tests in school so much and like sports team elements where you could see physical like feedback that you did good. I think that's also why you at certain points in time enjoy being a server or like how in the past maybe you withstood jobs as a server where you earned a lot but you didn't like what you were or who you were being Mm -hmm. because the tips allowed you to see that you were doing well instantly you could see that you're doing well with each table you get validation every 20 minutes yeah 
You're so, so what right. your soul is trying to do now is to find validation from within. Yes. Yes. And spread it. Yes. Even in our moon rituals, when I release stuff, yeah. that's something I've been releasing every single time is the need for validation from outside sources. Yes. You're so right. It's going to come through so hard. You keep validating that as you like manifest it. That is going to come through so hard for you so soon. Mm. And even when I meditate and I need to do affirmations for myself, sometimes I have to say like, I validate myself and myself only. I don't need validation from anywhere else. I just affirm that I can tell myself that I'm doing a good job and I don't need anyone else to tell me that I'm doing so. Even though that's really nice to hear, that's not the thing that's going to keep me going. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I love that. You're I love that so, so much like for you, but also as just a technique to use. Try it if you need it. I'm going you to. You may have it. Loki, going to use it. <laughs> awesome. Well, do right. you have anything else? I might text you about some other things later, but that's all I've got for now. Since okay. Since I know you need to go and have some salt healing. Oh, yeah. I'm going to a deprivation tank. And yes. it's my first time, and I'm really excited. Yes. It's going to be so fun. I'm going to be thinking about this the whole time I'm in there. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. It's be amazing. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate You're welcome. this information. And where can our listeners find you if they want their birth chart to be read? Yeah, that's all I've got for Kate. And I just thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And you can find me by emailing me or you can find me on Instagram. My email is scl016 at bucknell.edu, B-U-C-K-N-E-L-L.edu or at naturebit21 on Instagram. And I can always do readings in person or over the phone, or I can type you up a natal chart report. That'll be around 20 pages of juicy tidbits just about you. So yeah, find me wherever you can. Amazing, and I'll (laughs) put those, your email and your Instagram in our descriptions box if you guys wanna find Sam. I highly recommend it. It will be extremely healing for you. Like the amount of healing I'm feeling right now, and this isn't the first time I've heard this information, is so massive that I just encourage every person to get this healing for themselves. It's more therapeutic than you could ever imagine. But thank you, I'm so glad it's so effective. I feel so blessed to be able to share. Thank you, you have a gift and we are lucky to have you this lifetime. We are truly lucky. Thanks. (laughs) So yes, don't miss this opportunity, you guys. We are given this beautiful human with a beautiful mind to tell you about yourself. So give it a try and that's all we have for today. Stay tuned for our next episode. Who knows what we'll be discussing. Yep, and stay tuned. We... It is uh, the 20th of May, 2019 right now, and we're about to release a giveaway involving services. A huge giveaway, you guys. I've never seen a giveaway have so much stuff packed in. It's going to be fire, and it includes an hour-long reading from me about your natal chart, and it includes an hour-long Reiki session with Kate, which, you guys, it's going to be fire. So, yeah. And And some products from some other people. So if you're interested in the giveaway, find us on Instagram. That's where we are hosting it. But yeah, stay tuned for that. And I think that's all we have for today. So as always, we send you off with love and light. And we hope you have a magical and blessed day. It's 23 minutes right now. Love you all so much. at 2.32 p.m. Oh my God. Numerology's following us. What up? (laughs) We love you guys. Goodbye.